Thank you for joining the podcast. I do realize there are so many options available and the fact that you chose to listen to this podcast means a lot to me. My name is Sharon Feckety. I am the host of the Dr. Whisperer Show. I am also the founder of the Dr. Whisperer. So basically, I am the Dr. Whisperer. We are going to navigate through the business of medicine together. We're going to feature some doctors, some healthcare attorneys, some patients, some practice managers, people that will help you navigate through this industry. So thanks for joining us. If you are enjoying the podcast and you think somebody else could benefit from it, share it with them or write a review or both. Thanks again. 2021, we're coming for you and we're going to get through this together. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm very happy to bring you all the way from beautiful Monterey Lodge. Uh, Dr. Greg Sabell has joined us from a cabin in the Catskills. And there's a champagne glass somewhere you'll be uh, dunking yourself soon? Well, not only that, but the fortunate thing is we have to finish up quickly because I'm going to see Shecky Green tonight in concert. <laughs> We'll see who amongst your audience will make that. Oh, not the many. Borscht belt. Not many people left in the Borscht belt. Sadly, <laughs> some of those people have succumbed to COVID. Uh, you know, so. Right. So I spent some time um, at beautiful Mount Terry Lodge. And from what I understand, our conversations, they'd never let Jewish people in there. Is that correct? Well, like I said, the Jews, you know, we don't get salvation. We don't get champagne glasses. We were stuck in the Catskills, you know, with, uh, you know, with the Jewish comics discussing uh, matzah and molds of alienation. <laughs> but I don't want to quote too much from Woody Allen because, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, not, that's I'm a fan of his as I, as I once was so in the such. So. We'll, we we'll can find somebody better to quote than uh, that. Especially as a pediatrician, yes. Yes. Okay, so I was just going to tell the audience that um, if you did not see the show, I, can you remember when we spoke last, a year ago? I think, unfortunately, that it was. And I hope that we'll be doing it more often because we have a wonderful time together. And I know that we're helping and touching lives, as you do, even when I'm not on. But I am uh, honored to be part of this uh, fine show today. Well, we are kind of in a time warp because, um, sure. because well, well, I don't have to explain it. Right? We won't give it any, um, any names today. Sure. You're living in the world today. You realize what's happening. Yeah. But um, Dr. Greg Sable, as his really good friends call him, um, winky, winky. Right, he is um, a pediatrician in Clearwater and Oldsmar, Florida for the last 92 years. Is that correct? Well, 30 years, but it feels like 92 uh, in this era of the world's history, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I worked for your practice for eight years, and that was eight years ago. Odd to say, but that is true. What a great symmetry to that statement. Right. That wasn't even planned. People ask what Sharon did, and she was that lady out front who learned how to spin a sign to bring people in. That was oh, wait, me. She was, she was the practice manager. Sorry about that. <laughs> She was the administrative human running the entire operation. And it was a very sad day when she left for me. Mm, I remember it well. Yes. I went through many boxes of Kleenex. Yeah. The reason to use the Kleenex, of course, sadly, will not be mentioned here. Oh, dear Lord. All right. So let's get into it because we have a lot to cover today. And Dr. Greg Savell and I could go down a real rabbit hole. And it will be difficult not to poke fun of each other, I assume, because that's what we did best for eight 
years. We started our day. We're going to poke fun at uh, people who are not making good choices. Well, yes, I'm going to leave that to you. This is uh, in your hands today. Um, Just hold on, everybody. That's what I'm going to say. Hold on. If you're driving, pull over. If you are watching this, make sure the kids go in the other room. They don't want to hear what the pediatrician has to say right now or do that. Well, I was given permission to use whatever language I liked. But not to end up on the FBI most wanted list at the end. (laughs) Right. Okay. So just to um, set it up for everybody a little bit, um, as an administrator for a pediatric office for a long time, it was already a very, very busy practice. Um, Lots of the day-to-day issue that goes along with the business of medicine. You have staff, you have uh, partners, you have sick kids, you have checkup season, but I never had to go through COVID with the practice. And I will say to everybody right now that is listening or watching, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I couldn't imagine what it would be like because there are so many issues running through my mind, just considering now all that we are going back to school. I think that is when we spoke last year was right about the same time. Yeah. All right. So why don't you tell everybody what it has been like during this panorama, um, as of late, especially as of late in your practice? Well, you know, we have a practice that uh, has been around since 1963. I've been there for 30 years. I have three partners who've all been there more than 18 years. A very established place. We're open every day of the year, and we're here in the land of the Flat Earth Society. Uh, We live in one of the only two states in the nation where a mask order is not in place in schools, though we have a governor whose children go to a private school where masks are forced upon them. And that's why he sent them there, who grew Mm. up in this area in Dunedin. So we're busy all the time. Yesterday, we saw 51 patients who required a COVID test. 31 were positive this morning. Mm. So we are seeing almost 30 plus positive tests just in our office every day. And that's just the tip of the iceberg in this area. We have ladies and gentlemen who aren't paid enough money to get out of bed in the morning and be the teachers for your children who are going to work every day wearing masks, of course, putting their own life at risk while some kids wear masks and others don't. Hmm. Because of that, countless kids are kicked out of school every day. I mean, they've already closed several schools in the county because the numbers have gone over 50% of people who are on some watch list or contact tracing or whatever you want to call it. Last Thursday, a week ago, tomorrow morning, 21 people were at the door when we turned on the lights at 6.30 in the morning. Sometimes we have three or four people waiting to be seen because we take walk-ins in the morning, but 21, because they were sent home the day before and they were told that they had to get COVID testing and figure out whether they were safe to go back to school. Now, some were symptomatic, some were not, but that's what's happening. And so the staff is under stress. We have PPE and they're protecting themselves. Everybody in our office is immunized, of course, but you know, they're still wearing PPE and can still be at risk. And we're doing test after test and the look on people's face, even more than the stress of the preceding year and a half that has come worse than ever. So have you seen a lot of very sick children? Yeah, the Delta variant is known to affect younger people. The hospitals in the pediatric world are filled with kids, some very sick when we were not seeing that before one of the worst things would happen, um, before this uh, Delta variant or the second spike, whatever you want to call it, mom and dad get a call at one o'clock in the afternoon, juniors at school with 103 fever, 
and the only person who could pick up the kid is retired grandpa hmm. before people could get an immunization. And so grandpa, when I pick up the kid, he's not wearing a mask, doesn't want to scare the kid, gets in the car with the air conditioner blasting, and then grandpa gets sick. Uh, some of those people died, of course. But now the kids are getting sick themselves. And there are a lot of kids on ventilators in children's hospitals, even in this area, still affecting the middle age and older people more. But it is uh, sad times, especially, you know, and we'll talk more there, you know, the percentage of our population in this part of the country who are non-believers is staggering. It's staggering. Some of the people in power are the least believing for a variety of reasons, you know, Money is more important than heartbeats, uh, however you want to say it. So some have said that the children um, cannot spread COVID um, as quickly as adults. Is this true or false, doctor? No, that's completely ridiculous. A child out in the field living amongst the cattle while they convalesce. But let's be honest, kids are less likely to keep on their masks. They're less likely to do what you want. If people want to hug their children when they're sick, they need us. Mm-hmm. So if anything, kids are more contagious because they're the ones who don't put their hand over their mouth and do whatever they do when they're coughing and sneezing, you know, maybe a 17 year old, but the truth is the omnipotence of adolescence, teenagers not thinking they can hurt anyone. They're making out with their friends. They're going off to work. They don't care what's happening. So if anything, children are much more likely to infect others than adults, responsible adults who might be making the right choices when they have been diagnosed with this potentially lethal virus. How many people are coming into your office and asking for religious exemption notes? Well, people don't do that now about COVID vaccine because people could just say they don't want it because they heard when they get it, their ovaries fall out or some person who used to be in power who has the vaccine himself, by the way, has said that this is the way the government is tracing them, that, you know, they know that if they get the vaccine, the government will know where they are. To which I say, well, that cell phone that you have up your ass that's attached to your ears is the way everyone knows where you are now. <laughs> and that's a good thing, because one day that could save your life when your car goes off the road mm-hmm. and the 911 people are able to locate you because of your cell phone location services being on. It's actually a good thing. Obviously, the, the vaccine can't tell the government where you are, but your cell phone can, and that could save your life, so... I mean, really, who gives a shit anymore? The fact that we're having this conversation, right, is crazy because I guess what? I have a Google Home sitting right next door and Alexa's in the other room. And I'm pretty sure everybody knows what the hell I'm doing every day. Well, because, you know, every time you turn on your computer, they already know what it was you were talking about. I mean, I'm thinking about buying this Bluetooth speaker. It immediately says, you know, why? You have me. Why do you need another Bluetooth speaker? I mean, this is the world in which we live and these are the conveniences we face. I mean, please, if you want to go out and live off the grid in the middle of rural Montana and have solar power and drink your own urine and make your own fecal material into a pate and serve (laughs) it on a Ritz cracker, then God bless. The good news is when you go and live like that, you're not going to be subject to getting COVID anyway. (laughs) <laughs> so when masturbation becomes your only source of entertainment, I say, hey, go for it. God, it's we warned you about there, taking the children yeah, out. It's gone there quickly. Well, we did um, talk about constipation more than masturbation in the office today. And I thought that was a plus. <laughs> my God, the conversations that we had for eight years, I'll never sure. forget. So exactly. let's, um, let's just try as long as we can to stay a little bit serious. And then maybe we'll end up in the shit show that we know we can easily create. 
Excellent. What um, can you explain to the audience, please? Herd immunity. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, we we remind people that uh, in the 1950s, when the polio virus vaccine came out, people stood in line for days. They were happy that their relatives weren't all going to be dying or attached to iron lungs and having long-term problems orthopedically and pulmonary-wise, lung-wise, when they got better. But for whatever reason, tens of thousands of vaccines are being wasted in this country every day when people are dying in Asia and would do anything to have our vaccines. Mm. Herd immunity, or HERD, refers to the percentage of the population that needs to be immunized to protect the people who can't be immunized. But let me give you an example. We know that the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine, at least initially, are probably 91 to 94% effective. The effectiveness falls over time. Mm -hmm. So we know that eight or nine or 10% of people who get the vaccine because they know it's the right thing to do still may not be protected for a variety of reasons. So when they go out in society and take their masks off because somebody said, you don't have to have a mask, if you've had the vaccine, they have a 10% chance of still getting the virus and getting very sick and some could die, though there probably is some partial protection like with the flu vaccine. So we're trying to immunize the herd. We wanna immunize 92% of the population so that you're not gonna be left at risk. You and I don't get chicken pox every day, but probably our vax, our, our immunologic status against varicella, the virus that causes chickenpox, is not active. Mm-hmm. But there's no one to whom we can be exposed because people don't get chickenpox anymore because they're getting a vaccine. Or polio. But, that's right. But the fact that this particular disease was politicized in the last election cycle and continues to be politicized has kept so many people away from the vaccine for many reasons, and I hope that we'll get into them, that we have barely been able to immunize 45% of the population who is eligible. Not to mention the fact that we don't have the indication yet for children. Oh, happy to see your pen, my dear. Like it. Not to mention that we're, that we're not able to vaccinate people under the age of 12. So we have 30% of the population vaccinated that your chance of coming in contact with people is very high, even if you do the right thing and get immunized. And so People say they have the right to make their own decision. You know, if you lived in Europe, in most countries, you go to jail if you don't get immunized, by the way. But in Mm -hmm. our country, where personal freedoms are everything, even when dumb people (laughs) can kill smart people, and that's what's happening now, Mm -hmm. this is what we're left with. We're trying to educate people. But you've heard the stories, and I'll be happy to go over the things I hear all the time as reasons people choose not to immunize. Okay, well, let's hold off on that. Um, I want to ask you to please explain why today um, in this new Delta variant where we've been immunized, hopefully, okay, we're talking about the people that sure. you know, don't care if you shoot anything into their face, ass, or wherever, as long as I'm not going to kill anybody else. Go ahead and go ahead and shoot me up. That's my personal feeling. Um, so tell everybody why it is important now to wear the mask again. Sure. When all we hear all day long is, but I'm vaccinated, but I'm vaccinated, but I'm vaccinated. Sure. Sure. Well, let me tell you, it's pretty simple. If you can hear the expression, I am vaccinated from 92% of the population, you take your mask off. Now, there's a lot of residual help with the Delta variant with Pfizer and Moderna, not with Johnson and Johnson. That vaccine's another story. Mm 
uh, and we can discuss it if you want. But the point is that until we have herd immunity, you can't take off your mask. You're doing the right thing for you and your family, but there is still the disease out there, which is skyrocketing and maybe beginning to peak. And so many people who choose not to get the vaccine that unless you're going to stand out in the field, you're going to be subject to that. You certainly can't walk into your grocery store or a restaurant or a place where people congregate now thinking they're safe. We know that in New Orleans, for example, you can't go to a restaurant without proving you're vaccinated. So that's something. Well, my, my brother will be getting married there in December. So Exactly. He'll be safe. The, the New Orleans Saints, the LSU Tigers. This is, this is Louisiana. You know, our daughter's in medical school doing her third year of training in Baton Rouge through some LSU-related hospitals. And I took her there a week and a half ago. Everyone is wearing their mask. People mm-hmm. make fun of Louisiana. You know, you think about people making jokes about a place where people are making poor decisions. They're making much better decisions than Florida. Their governor cares about people's lives enough to do things that may be against those who pay money to see him elected president. Hmm. And so that's why you have to leave your mask on unless you choose to go to a place where people fear death more than they do or understand the nature of this virus enough to go and get a vaccination. Mm-hmm. We're not protecting our populace in Florida, and we all know why that is. Okay, so you've made a few references to um, the governor of our state of Florida. Yes. Um, do you find that many people that are coming into your office, the parents are are cheering for what he is promoting, or do you find the the, the commentary that's going on a little bit? Um, 100% of people want the rule changed. They stormed the Pinellas County School Board yesterday, mm-hmm. demanding a public hearing. But our superintendent, who is a friend of the governor and is under some gag order to change his mind about, about uh, the masks, refuses to have that happen. Mm. It is one of the most embarrassing things in the history of time. Mm. And I know the superintendent, you may know, and you've been there, I have filmed many PSAs for Pinellas County Schools with Lori Matway, the assistant superintendent. And I'm sure I won't be asked after this. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, the public is 100% behind a mask order in our schools to help save lives. Yeah, but yeah. somebody has been promised a very high position one day if our current governor is elected to a higher office, and he's not going to back away from that. That isn't hearsay or innuendo, but that is a 100% fact, which of is course it? will be denied. But nonetheless, the governor grew up in this area, and we have respect for a man who's an elected politician who's done great things and uh, you know is a hero to many. But he is off base on this because unfortunately, and I can put in parentheses a moment what happened this past weekend, we've lived in our same house for 30 plus years. Please tell well, us where that is, doctor. Well, I live in Bel Air in a very mm-hmm. modest home. Bel Air, darling. Yes, but a very modest home. My point is I heard neighbors outside. I'm teasing, speaking. by the way. No, I'm serious. I've heard neighbors outside this weekend hearing talking about how they knew the virus was fake, Hmm. how they knew the vaccine was invented by the Chinese to sterilize the American populace so that we couldn't reproduce and the United States wouldn't exist in 40 years. 
Now, this is actually something I heard this past weekend. I know everybody knows the conspiracy theories. These are people who could buy and sell me a thousand times over who are very important people. And they really, they give money to people in important places and are convinced of these things Mm -hmm. beyond just turning off one news channel or another for hocus pocus horse shit. And let's be honest, we got a man with one color hair and another guy who sleeps enough to have half the women in a country now being taken over by people who are probably being mistreated and thrown out of places of higher education. Politics are complicated. It isn't being on one side of the aisle or another. And we know that people have been elected to office and promised one thing and done completely the other because of people who've given them money to get elected. You can't get elected without a lot of money. So well, how does, you know, so yes, I mean, <laughs> it's horrible. And so the whole, the whole population supports our, our uh, superintendent to go against the governor's wishes and order masks to be worn in the school for the next 90 days. But that's never going to happen in our county, even though it happened in Hillsborough County, and it's happened in 48 states. Well, All I will days. say that I saw last night on TikTok, a woman from Pinellas County, she was at that meeting and she was recording it. And she was screaming and crying and couldn't, so it was in just disbelief of what was happening, considering that Pinellas County made some smart decisions last year. Sure. Um, well, we, the governor, because the governor has instructed the superintendent, if he ever wants to have any future in his party, to say nothing. Okay. And this is amazing because 100% of the people who elected him have said they want this to be. So it's actually his job to do it. Hmm. It's not your job to make your own decisions, especially when they're dumb. When people who elected you in a vast majority have asked you to do something and you don't do it or even have a hearing about it, that actually goes against what goes on in democracy. But of course, there's (laughs) nothing democratic going on when it comes to the treatment of the virus right now. So So, um, if you haven't already noticed and you're watching and you're listening or you're you're toned us out by now. Um, Dr. Greg Savell is a little bit passionate about this, and I would say um, that you are very opinionated and um, have had a strong voice in our community for a long time. Some people don't like it. They're like, oh, my God, there goes Dr. Greg again. But I'll tell you what I am surprised about. I am actually surprised on this day that we are speaking that you have actually not gone apeshit. Well, I do. Go ape well, here's the deal. You know, I mean, I am opinionated and it's not just because my father died of COVID last year and have people still tell me every day because he was 90, he had pre-existing conditions and he doesn't count as a statistic. I appreciate being told that my 90 year old father who was killed by an, an uncaring health worker last July, long before there were immunizations, died of COVID. I'm so sorry. So we have to pause because I know you're going to railroad right over that. But I'm so sorry. I knew your dad personally. And then your mom was he very sick. And he COVID. Loved she was. Uh, and so the point is that, and we've buried patients. We, bur- we buried grandparents. How about last week when a man came in and said, with tears in his eyes, who lost his wife to cancer a couple of years ago and raising three children alone. He's 52. His 56-year-old, he has, he has two friends. The three guys are besties for 30 years. His 53-year-old best friend died of COVID three days before he came in with his kid who was sick. Mm. And their common friend killed himself because he was so depressed about the other friend dying of COVID. Mm. He'd lost his wife and then he lost his two friends. So I do rant and rave, but this is the dumbest bunch of horse shit 
in the history of time. Put on your fucking masks and get immunized. And when somebody tells me that the Chinese people have created a vaccine to sterilize your 14-year-old daughters so they can't procreate, and the kids tell me the same thing, I'm not going to be sterile. Well, I'm not sure I want people procreating who believe such dumb shit, but nonetheless, maybe you'll change your mind when you're older. Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I work with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. This is what I face every day. And I've been a pediatrician for 30 years. I'm an adjunct professor of pediatrics with the University of South Florida College of Medicine. I am on the board of directors of All Children's Hospital, and I give of my time freely, and I have a daughter in medical school. I'm not just a guy with a big mouth, and obviously, I became a pediatrician, not just, you know. What about your fashion sense? Can we please put a plea in for your fashion sense? Well, uh, yeah. well I can't, can't see it because of, your, because of no. your virtual reality you're living in. Oh, my no. We can't up. see it. I disappeared. Probably yeah. right now, the governor is controlling my camera. Um, listen, is. Well, what people have to know is I'm not a political person. I don't have, um, doesn't care. I don't, I don't have anybody's name tattooed on my ass and I'm pissed off about what happened in Afghanistan. And that's a complicated issue. So right. don't tell me about, about the fact that I'm just a guy who wears blue or red and is against everything, this, that, and the other thing. I hate when dumb motherfuckers are elected <laughs> to office and try to kill people because they have somebody's hand up their ass puppeting their mouth. Okay. People think they'll be elected president. And so they'll let people die just so some big business who doesn't want the businesses closed down again will give you money. And I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, because there's just as many people on the other side of the aisle on the aisle who don't do shit after they get elected either. So okay, take a breath. Take a breath. I I want people to live. You think I won't mute your ass? Exactly. I want people to live. Get the damn vaccine. Everybody needs the vaccine unless your doctor has said you're at risk. And then that's the reason for everybody else to get it. Because we have people who have immune dysfunction, people on chemotherapy, people who have lupus and are on immunosuppressive therapy and and might die from the vaccine. Of course, they die quicker from the disease. That's why you get the vaccine to protect those people. Because actually, when you go to a place of worship on the weekend of any religion and you say, I'll do anything for my fellow man. And then all of a sudden, when somebody asks you to get a vaccine, you say, I'm not doing that. It's against my personal liberties. Or as you say, when a woman comes in my office with enough Restylane injected into her lips that she looks like that she could suck the moon out of the sky and then tells me that she won't get a vaccine, she won't put any foreign substance in her arm. Well, what the fuck is that on your lips? (laughs) The Lord didn't give you lips that look like that. The next time there's a new moon, I'm going to call her and find out if she did suck the moon out of the sky. Okay. I really should have had those hash brownies today. Okay. Um, Eight years of me having no control 
over what happens, people. So well, I, I know it would not change on this podcast show today. That's real. But, <laughs> I will say, you know, and I, I trust me when I tell you, there were many times in those eight years that I managed your practice that I was standing up for this man that is talking today. And the only reason that he, I have been there when he has yelled at people that smoke outside of a hospital. I have been there when a poor person is just walking through the park with their kids and they're smoking a cigarette. He will tell you off. It doesn't stop. He doesn't pull any punches, but there is only one person that is still to this day, my emergency contact. And that is Greg Savell. Because I know that if he has to take his car and cut off 95 people to save my life, that's what he's going to do. And that's the type of shit I need, especially in the medical field. Because unfortunately, people are afraid to speak their minds and to get loud about things. But this man does not give a shit. My 17-year-old stepson, Cooper, has been going to this practice since the day he was born. I didn't work there. We didn't have the greatest goodbye. He's still there. Greg and I are still friends because I believe that he would put his life in front of a child to save them. So that's what he's doing today. So no matter what y'all think, or, uh, or I'm sure you think it's quite entertaining. And it was, it's one of the reasons I stayed as long as I did, but there's not a lot of people that are going to speak up and speak their minds. And I think we're at a place in the world where when your doctor that is fighting to save children's lives has lost his own father and has suffered his own losses and still shows up to protect your children you need to listen. Wow. That was good. I, that was good. I said some nice shit about you right there. How much are you paying me for that? $23, 73 cents. Can I Venmo you? Wait, I have my Venmo. Venmo! Can I say that? Damn it. And I'll tell you something else. And I'll say this right now. And people can go back. Governor DeSantis, you grew up in a home just near where my mother still lives. I'm welcome a conversation with you. I know you want to be president one day. Do the right thing for the kids here and forget about the people in your pocket who tell you they'll take your money away to run for president because you're not protecting lives over dollars. And I will stand up for you and help you get elected to be president. That's how much this means to me and the people of this community and life. You come to me and talk to me about those things and make better decisions for the people of this state from a health standpoint. And I guarantee to find money to help you to be elected president from people who value lives over dollars. Can we have a party at the Pelican Club? Absolutely. All right. I won't be invited in with what I wear, but you know, <laughs> just get a green jacket. Outside. And I'm serious about that. So it's not about a vendetta or anything. I just want health. That's what I want. And I'm not giving you my opinions here. I'm stating medical facts. Everybody knows that. I'm telling you facts and giving you anecdotes of things I've recently heard. Okay, so let's talk about some anecdotes. Yes. What do you think of uh, Invictor Fucker? 
<laughs> loosely what? translated of all of, of all of the the special treatments if you have covid and and the veterinarians and all that so can you well, give I, I hear unbelievable things and the truth please the tell us about the unbelievable things we want to hear them today people are constantly asking me we have people call up and they still want treatment against malaria you know you know chloroquine and drugs that were proven to kill people are not helpful right away people are still looking back at stuff I have people come in and, and tell me that, you know, they don't need the vaccine because they went to their chiropodist or they went to their, you know, sounds like a Seinfeld episode or went to their person practicing other methods of medicine and they're getting all kinds of special supplements. I've stopped talking to my wife's cousin, I happen to care for a great deal, who is a gym rat in his 50s, who told me the studies will show if you work out and become stronger, you're less likely to die from COVID. And that might be true, by the way. But when I said, but you could kill somebody else, by the way, and basically, let us remember when everything was shut down and people from the gyms were lining up in front of the Capitol and lining up in front of the courthouse, you know, doing exercise saying, we want our gyms back open. I mean, if you ever want to see a bunch of motherfuckers who only care about themselves and nobody else, look at people who go to the gym all the time without a mask because how ripped they are or, you know, is much more important than people's health. And I told you mom and dad to take the kids out of exactly. the room. How big your biceps are so much more important than the size of your testicles. Oh boy. Okay, so of course we have heard these stories. I have heard them myself. Sure. I have, you know, as soon as somebody shows a picture on the news and then people are just waiting to see like if they're overweight and that's why they died of COVID because they weren't at the gym enough. They weren't working out well, enough. Here's the thing. When you're not in good shape and you get a disease, you're much more likely to die. That's just any disease. But the point is, here's something interesting. Tell us. The, The better shape you're in and the less likely you are to have symptoms means that you're more likely to go out there and kill somebody else. So that which makes you healthier and maybe less likely to succumb to the virus yourself may make you more likely to be confident in thinking you're not sick at all and to go out there and you may come across somebody who has pre-existing conditions, obesity, whatever, and that person dies. Does that make you feel better? It doesn't. I wouldn't think. But the truth is, be part of the solution and not part of the problem by going out there and getting immunized. So um, we realize that you want everybody to get immunized. Thank you for that. That's right. Okay. And I think it's important that you say that you are a physician, you believe in science. And um, do you also believe in other alternatives? Are you completely shut off? Alternatives. I'm I'm in for any kind of treatments, but I'm not, there's no alternative to getting a vaccination, living in a field and promising you'll never come back, but there is no alternative. This is what you do. When people had polio and were dying and somebody had a polio vaccine, everyone got it. And it wasn't just because there was no internet. It's because people didn't want to die from polio. And if you're, and if the vaccine comes out, that has more research than any polio vaccine ever did because of the way science is now, and you choose not to get it, which is against the law in most countries, except this one, it Mm. shocks me. Not that I've had people come in over times who didn't get immunized. We kicked everybody out of the practice years ago who didn't immunize. I'm not putting at risk other people. And obviously our staff is immunized against COVID and everything else. Well, let me be the one, somebody who did manage your practice. He does not kick out people. I'm thinking of your partners right here, which is crazy. Oh, when people aren't immunized by age two, they're no longer invited to the practice for regular immunization. I'm not talking about COVID. If okay. you didn't immunize your kids, you're, you don't come to our practice. And there are no practice left in the city that allow people to come in. 
the health department. And so we're talking about other things. You and I have given lectures for years about, you know, trying to be flexible to be strong. And I still give that lecture. And in non-COVID times, I speak to 10,000 people a year about that, how to help convince people to do the right thing. And that's to educate true. them. To educate Absolutely. Them. But right. in this day and age, though, people in our practice are not invited once they reach the age of two and have not caught their kids up in immunizations because we couldn't put the other people's kids at risk. You know, the kids who come in who have cancer, other kids who can't be immunized or may have a a dysfunctional immune system and may be at risk even if they've had immunizations or are not able to get them. So I want to um, bring attention to that very sad story that you told about the friend that lost his friend to suicide. Mental health, as you know, is a very big um, passion for me and, and talking about it very candidly and writing a book about it and so on and so on. Um, have you seen a lot of, because I work with, you know, psychiatrists and lots of therapists today um, in my business, and they have a lot of patients coming in because they're anxious, they're uh, stressed out, lots of young adults uh, relapsing if they were sober for a time. So have you seen a lot of uh, stress within the the children? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problems, you know, in mental health all the time. We know that 100% of human beings would benefit from a mental health professional in their lives. But because of the increased stress of all the things- What about you? How about you? Would you benefit from that? Team of experts, you know, universities have- (laughs) Right. I always said a van, a van, 24-hour care. No, no, no. A full-size 45-foot diesel pusher motorhome <laughs> uh, with, with a tag axle. Right. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a joke for the traveling mm-hmm. folks. What happens is we are more inundated with psychological issues in the practice than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's anxious and depressed. I mean, you can't not be. No matter, whether you're the immunized or not immunized mm-hmm. about COVID, right. everyone is depressed or anxious. Everyone knows someone who's died. Everyone knows someone who's told them don't get the vaccine or whatever. We can't get people into psychologists or mental health professionals or psychiatrists anymore because, you know, they, they do our, you know, visits, they see six or eight people a day and you could wait a year to get in to see somebody. Mm -hmm. So we have to treat more and more people, Uh, more and more people come in and tell me they're suicidal. More and more people come and tell me this. And one of the last ones I saw today, panic attacks, night terrors, and a kid is a teenager. Um, time of life issues of high school and deciding what to do with one's life, but also because of the virus and aunt who had passed away. This is a kid who is immunized, by the way, and was here for a checkup, but, you know, lost somebody and sees his friends saying certain things about the vaccine and the virus. And it is a time where mental health issues are worse than ever. The suicide rate uh, is way up in this country, as you know, worldwide, not just here. You you know, of course, that uh, my partner, I call her my work wife. We've worked together for 22 years. Her son took his own life at the age of 22, five years ago, uh, and not before before these days. And so not only do she and I go to funerals together of people we've lost, but uh, we had to bury her son uh, because of, uh, well, the reasons that bring people. And he got help and other things. And obviously his mother's a pediatrician. Uh, but the point is that you know, even my own work wife, my own kid I've seen grow up, uh, passed away at his own uh, taking uh, because of depression and anxiety. So, and it's not just about making the mask order and making uh, and making this for law tomorrow. It's because people have these arguments and people get information from different people. We're at an all-time high, you know, you know, so I lost 45 pounds, you know, but part of my weight gain was certainly the stress of my father's death. Uh, also because, you know, in my house, we don't turn on the news mm-hmm. on any channel because it's too depressing. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, once in a while a dog saves someone's life from drowning, but that's after 800 stories of somebody being shot or this or the other. And it's not just about the virus and it's not mm-hmm. just about, God forbid, the people in Haiti, those people mm-hmm. so depressing or what's going on in Afghanistan. It's worse than that. So we turn to the food channel, <laughs> and the travel channel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always say our toaster sounds like a machine gun at 10 o'clock at night because we're making the Scooby snacks one after another. <laughs> You know, it's not that toast. Hey, whole grain. It turns out nine slices of whole grain are not that good for you. Not so much. So I, I want people to have better mental health. We try to help people. Uh, it's hard to get them into professionals. And of course, the mental health professionals, the ones who need more help than anyone, because the story's there here. I'm going to be a mental health professional. Our daughter in medical school right now is doing her psychiatry rotation in Louisiana. And, you know, she's telling me HIPAA compliant stories uh, same thing that I heard, you know, and saw when I was a third year medical student uh, in January of 1987. Wow. Decades ago, you're like a dinosaur. So, um, doctor, I think that um, if we don't wrap it up soon, we will lose uh, Governor DeSantis, who has been watching um, very closely and listening very intently. Um, as soon as I premiered this show, he was he couldn't wait to watch. They're probably but- outside getting ready to arrest me. Right. I doubt it. I do respect the governor. I wish he'd make a better choice about this and realize you don't have to say that. That's no, I'm not kidding you. I'd be welcome the opportunity. And I'm serious about what I said before. Care about people and other people would get behind you. I just don't think the governor's watching the show or listening. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Maybe you want to go get yourself on another TV network, but this one, not sure that it's happening. If the Fox uh, News truck is outside. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, Dr. Greg Savell, um, I thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, uh, I would like for you as we wrap up this show today to say some final words uh, and speak to the hearts of people um, about what you believe can be done to get us out of this horrific pandemic that we're living through. Um, maybe if we talked with some love in our heart, they would listen. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. You know, I continue to practice after 30 years because I'm the luckiest guy in the world to get up and do what I do. And, and of course I am very passionate and I've seen many terrible things. I never thought in my lifetime, we'd have a pandemic, you know, people in 1920 hoped it would be another hundred years after the Spanish flu, whatever. People prize their children over anything else in the world. All of us would lay down our lives for our kids. As Sherry knows, we always said, thank you for letting us care for your most prized possessions. I want people to make the decisions and cherish life as much as they say they do when given the opportunity. A lot of questions exist in people's minds because for whatever reason, there are a lot of pundits out there who are telling phantasmagorical stories that have caused some people to not want to make decisions that could save lives of many. I hope you will seek the wisdom of your medical professionals. If you have questions about the virus, but not just about that, but about mental health. Also, I hope if you think your kids are suffering from anxiety and depression, you'll bring it up with their pediatricians. But of course, if after hearing this or thinking about your own life, you're having some significant depression and anxiety that may be clouding your judgment about other issues, that you will seek the wisdom of a mental health professional through your primary care provider. In the end, we're all on this planet together. 
And while we can make our own decisions, because that's what freedom of speech and freedom of expression and freedom of choice is all about in the world, not just the United States. Sometimes the decisions we make can have negative effects, just like the decision of that sick healthcare worker to come into my dad's house without a mask and cause him to pass away in July of last year. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you, and I hope that we don't brush stuff under the carpet, that this has brought about people to get angry or laugh or sad and try to start a conversation to make good choices that can bring about the end of this pandemic and also the healing of this country. We all know that there are two sides, and you and I both think, good Lord, they'll never pass any important legislation in the history of time because there's always going to be people on both sides of every issue, and I get that. But maybe we can draw strength together in treating the pandemic and learn lessons from that to heal the country and come back. It's so sad to look at people's faces. I don't want to have to wear a mask and not see people smiling at me or sticking out their tongue. I want to be able to see people look at each other again and get back to it. That's going to help with mental health as well. Let's start the healing process by trying to make good decisions about our health. I welcome the opportunity to meet again in this uh, forum with a woman who is sitting here with us today, who is the creator of this podcast, who is one of the women I cherish Mm -hmm. and respect more than any other on this earth because she herself has shared her life her trials and tribulations, unlike many other people. She's not just here telling you things, she's telling you what she's gone through. And you have to be proud of someone who's willing to do that every single day. Thank you. I was sad for the day that Sharon left managing our practice, but I knew that she was on to even bigger and better things and she has not done anything but amaze me all the time that has passed in those eight years. I'm gonna use this as a commercial. Well, thank you for the opportunity to rant and rave uh, as if I were your own personal Howard Stern. (laughs) My man, Howard. Thank you so much. I I hope that if you are listening or watching that you will take into consideration what Dr. Savell has said today. Um, I was in that practice for eight years. I will tell everybody until the day I am no longer on this earth that if you have a child that needs a great pediatric group that you should go to see this pediatric group, Myrtle Avenue Pediatrics, Clearwater and Oldsmar, because they really do care. And um, they might not always be quiet about things as you have heard today, but they will certainly do whatever they can to help you and your family to endure uh, as best they can through this pandemic. So thank you. Do you want to sing before you go? Well, you know, we, we could sing, but uh, right. for the last few people who are listening to my uh, rantings and ravings, what would we sing? I miss the days. You know, I'm going to watch on tape tonight, America's Got Talent, and how often we watched that together online and had the tears in our eyes when the people did amazing things that weren't suspected, and how much I miss your passion about people singing. Sharon has an amazing voice, of course, but um, she's going to sing Summertime for us. No, but- Damn it. But, you know, uh, it's not passion just about this, but we both have passion about a lot of things. And uh, there's still don't put us in a box. Right. Don't you put us in a box. Don't put him in a box. My way out, baby. That's right. That's right. This is a man who started his career working at Radio Shack. So don't mess with him. I know. And I still have some battery cards. If anybody needs those free double A's, you know, (laughs) uh, stop on by. And we both have the same pen. If you can't have a four color pen. 
then you're oh. really not living in the past. Loser. <laughs> I need to get a white one. That's a white one, huh? I like I that. It came from the big people gave me this. Uh, I think it had a be happy thing. I, ha- I have many of them. I still have some blue and white ones left. It's getting harder to find the refills. I know it. EHR, we don't use our pens as much as we used to, but every time I take it out, it's a conversation starter. Wherever I am, you know, at a restaurant, you know, uh, being in a safe place and taking out my pen to sign something, you know. uh, Don't think for a second, just because you heard him saying these fun curses, that he is not the biggest tech dweeb on earth, because he is. Absolutely. You know, and and I'm I'm happy about that. You know, the ring of zing zing. We're saying goodbye now. We'll talk off camera. Goodbye. Thank you, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a review or share it with somebody you know and care about that would benefit from listening. But more importantly, if you are thinking about advertising your business in the year 2021, Sponsoring a podcast is major. 44% of people pay more attention to advertising on podcasts than any other media. And 37% agree that advertising on a podcast is actually the best way to reach them. 70% have considered a new product or service after hearing an ad on a podcast. And I'm one of those people. And this is all according to Edison Research. Don't believe me, believe the research. So if you're interested in sponsoring, give us a shout.